Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Danny B. From all of us in the writing community, we just think you're amazing because you put your heart and soul into everything you talk about on this amazing show. The podcast has over 50,000 listeners every month. I love coming on your show and I love talking about it. Oh my God, I finally get to speak about it. Talk about all the things that I've been with by myself for so long. I mean, you provide that opportunity to so many of us and, you know, always are an amazing host. We chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. But most of all, we have real conversations and we have a laugh. I'm feeling sick. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being here and sharing the journey. Welcome to another episode of Words and Nerds, where we bring literary goodness straight to your ears. Today, I'm super duper excited to welcome Deborah Abella, internationally published and awarded author of 28 books, including the trilogy Grimsden, New City and Final Storm, which we spoke about in episode 135, and CBCA notable Bear in Space, as well as many, many others. She's a proud ambassador for Room to Read and Books in Homes, and today we're going to talk about this wondrous book called the book of wondrous possibilities what a great title and welcome deb ah danny thank you so much it's always so good to be with you and i have to say i i the title of this book kind of says it all i and i don't know why that it has taken me so long to write a book about how magical books are and how they can change our lives and lift us and transport us. And I, I feel like maybe I've been in training for this book my entire career and, and it's, it's finally here. Mm, I was going to say the same thing to you. I was going to, maybe you're in training for this book. Maybe everything else was, you know, leading to this moment. Although I'm sure you've got many, many great magical books ahead of you. Um, this just it seems <laughs> like a beautiful book. I just, I know, you know, because when I was a kid, you know, if, if if things were pretty ordinary at home or something sad happened or you had a fight with your best friend at school, like the thing that would lift me out would be books. The, yeah. the thing that would save me is going to school and my lovely teachers, you know, saying it's library time and then just disappearing. And I just, you know, the, the amount of times books have sort of literally, I feel like literally saved me yep. and um the, the the amount of bookshops i've been to and libraries and you just set the second you walk in you go ah, i feel that home. way too <laughs> yes i feel that way you feel oh, anxious and you walk into a bookstore and there's something about it that just yeah. relaxes every part of you or a library or anything it's it's yeah. books that books are comforting yeah. Yeah, and the bookseller already like always knows you know what you're looking for. The librarian is you know they can always find that book that that you that will make your heart kind of Mm. sing. And when I was in primary school, we had a brand new library when I was in year five, and I remember it was a brand new build, and part of it was the library. And I remember our class was the first class to have a library lesson in the brand new library and i remember i wanted to be the first person to step across the threshold into this very very beautiful 1970s very long um uh uh, library that went it had green carpet that stretched out like this field and at the end was this glass window that looked out onto a field and it just was this 
like literally it just full full of endless possibilities and and it didn't, it didn't end because it kind of it had that lovely sense of that window at the end and i for me that's what libraries are that's what librarians are we had a sunken carpeted well and the oh, librarian would sit those. on a little donut in the middle oh my gosh and we would just cuddle in this sunken well in these cushions and she would know exactly when to stop that book and and we're all like no no, we've got to keep going and i just i remember those times as if it was just a couple days ago you know and i remember that feeling and so yeah the book of wondrous possibilities is literally my tribute and my love letter to books and booksellers and librarians and libraries and just and how they can kind of save us when we feel lost oh that all speaks to me so much and i still use books as an escape as an adult <laughs> and even the podcast well, you know and they, they're all these things that, that are, you draw us to literature and draw us to books that that save us like it sounds big but it is big Oh, no, it is big. And I, I remember a, a little while ago thinking, what a passport to being human, you know, in that you learn about the rest of the world, you, you react to it, like you cry. I've cried on mm. buses, I've laughed on trains, you know, and they, they literally are these little um, entry points to being human. And of course, we learn empathy, we learn what it's like, you know, to, for, to someone to have an, an experience we've never even sort of, you know, thought possible or, or dreamt of having. And I, I, I love that idea that when you fish a good book, you, f you should feel somehow changed by it, mm. whether you've just had a really good laugh, or whether you've had this really lovely moment of thinking, oh my gosh, I feel exactly like that character did, or wow, I had no idea that, that a character could feel like that. So I really feel like they are little passports to being humans, but also like just these invitations to so much more of, of the world. And it's just, even as an adult, I'm just, I'm obsessed with it. I, I feel like I'm still sort of nine, 10, 11, you know, I've got that real excitement of, whoa, what do you mean all these books exist? But that's the beauty of being part of the kid that community is that there is so much yeah. joy because you're writing for kids, you know, and there's just the kid that yeah. community is so supportive and so enthusiastic and all of those amazing things. I mean, you see at book launches, everyone turns up when they can to each other's <laughs> book launches. Like it's an incredible supportive uh, community. And I think, you know, it's so important for adults not to forget the joy of being a child. Yeah, and I know um, a couple of years ago I was in a, a, a workshop with a lecturer, a kid lit lecturer, and he was saying, you can't just imagine what it's like to be the age of the child you're writing about. You have to somewhere inside you be that age. And that made so much sense to me when he said that, because I'm not thinking, hmm, what would that 11 year old be thinking right now? Like I'm remembering back to when I was 11 and that mm. time I felt sad or judged or left out or happy, you know, ecstatic, like bursting ecstatic. And you have to be that age. And then I think that's where the kind of authenticity comes from. And kids, kids respond to that, I think. Absolutely. Mm. And you remember those moments, because I think being at school and being a child and really those moments of, you know, what you're saying, being ecstatic or being sad, yeah. they're moments that stay with you forever. You know, you can remember yeah. that moment in kindergarten where a kid was mean to you or yeah. when you made your first friend, like that sticks with you for life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as a writer, you want to draw on that. You want to draw on what it felt like to be terrified of that 
teacher who is about to give you pain <laughs> or, you know, or sad because your best friend kind of suddenly is playing with someone else. Like you have to somehow have draw on those memories and then that's how you know we write our beautiful books Mm, absolutely and I love how we've chatted so much already that now it's halfway through the podcast episode and I haven't even asked you for an elevator pitch yet (laughs) which is (laughs) (laughs) it's because the thing is so fascinating and I have to say no I love tangents it's my favorite thing but I thought I better ask you because people (laughs) might be going that's great but what is this book about Deb (laughs) I so I just I am fascinated. I am more fascinated now by the writing process, I think, than I was at the beginning. Because at the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing. And now that I sort of have an inkling about it, I just I'm so fascinated by the fact that it, how a teeny tiny idea can become a book and, mm. and sometimes a series of books. And so the book of wondrous possibilities started with, look, and I dread saying it, but it actually did sort of come about in the last few years where we weren't allowed to leave home. And I'd look out my window and think, but the world still looks beautiful and still looks sunny and there are trees and birds. And but suddenly now there's this kind of invisible thing that mm. is kind of sort of frightening. And so I thought, all right, what, what about if there's this young boy who something has happened for him almost a year ago and he's it's made the outside world quite frightening. So he cloisters himself inside a bookshop with his lovely uncle Avery and his pet mouse Herbert. Until, and this is literally page one, chapter one, so there's no spoilers here, a young girl called Lizette rushes into the shop and she is being chased by a murderer and asks Arlo to hide her. And then the angry murderer comes in, looks around, you know, and Arlo says, no, I haven't seen a girl. And he says, right, if you're lying to me, I'm going to come back and get you. And the, the angry man leaves. And uh, Arlo says, well, who is that? And the little girl says, look, it's it's Silas Gray. He's a murderer. That's not the important thing. I have to give you a parcel. And she hands him this brown paper parcel tied up with string. And inside that parcel is a book. And that book, once he reads the story in that book, it is going to literally change his life. It's going to make him feel braver and stronger and more courageous than he ever, ever thought possible. Mm, I love that description. I love that you found magic. long Oh, I just, and again, because, you know, we're changed by books and, um, and, and we we're invited into these incredible adventures by books, but I, I literally, that idea that books have a kind of magic to them. It's not a magic spell book that he's reading. It's just a book of stories, right? But it is, and I can't tell you too much, but the story has <laughs> been written by someone quite special. Um, and when he reads this book, he realizes that 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 special person sees something in Arlo that he's never seen. Arlo thinks he's quite, you know, quite a, you know, quite a weak kid. He was at school. He was bullied. He kind of promised his mum and stuff that he'd, you know, I'll deal with bullies, don't worry. And he never kind of did. And he always feels really bad that he never kind of stood up to bullies. And so he's he feels kind of less than than he actually is. And it's when he reads this story um, that somebody else wrote for him uh, that that basically says, I think you're amazing. I think you can take on the world. And in fact, the world's an amazing place and it needs you in it. So of course, Lizette, the young girl who rushes into the shop needs Arlo's help for a big bit of trouble that she's got going on. And Arlo, of course, is like, um, I think you've come to the wrong shop. It's not me. I'm kind of shy and nervous and I'm really bad at dealing with bullies and you've really got the wrong person. And she's like, nah, 
you are exactly who I need because I've read this story about you and that proves to me that you are the person who's going to help me solve this dilemma that I've had. And, and I, you know what I love too about writing books with kids in it? Um, I love writing different kinds of kids who come together for whatever reason and they learn and they grow and they become much better versions of themselves than they ever could have been. And I think that's what good friendships are. They make you more and better and um, and bigger in a way. And so Lizette's quite impulsive and um, determined, but she can sometimes like make decisions without kind of thinking it through. <laughs> so she gets them into a little bit of trouble because of that impulsiveness. And of course, Arlo is sort of, you know, shy and doesn't trust himself, doesn't trust the world. And the two of them together kind of learn. Lizette learns not to be so dangerously impulsive and Arlo realizes actually no I've got this mm, I can certainly relate to that in being impulsive um personality trait uh. <laughs> <laughs> but what I liked it's exactly what I liked Deb about that because I feel like any friendship or relationship you're in you need to mm. be encouraged and nurtured to be the best version of yourself and I think some people yeah. draw that out of you and some people push that away from you and so yes. these two beautiful yeah. characters throughout that book I really saw that Deb and it's so great that you said that because as a reader I really felt that and then you know it made me think about you know those people that you can be with and you can be that best version of yourself yeah. or the true the true version yeah. of yourself yeah and we know it don't we yeah. we know the people it. in our you lives so we just yeah. yeah yeah and you just think I'm going to gravitate more towards those people because I kind of I like myself more and I like yeah. how we are together and so and that's important to me relationships are important to me in kids books because um they're just sort of learning how to navigate the world aren't they and learning yeah. how to navigate each other and learning how they fit with the world and and so a lot of my books do that like these kids are sort of working their way through not only the world but who they are in that world and so but of course they're kids books so I want to add dragons I want to add there's, so Arlo has this cute little pet mouse called Herbert. Um, but in the story, because this is a book of a story within a story, um, the Herbert, the mouse becomes a sky mouse. So kind of like a little pony with wings and you can ride on the back of it. Um, and so there's, I loved that I could, in the story within the story, I could go real kind of you know adventure and you know dragons and castles and that kind of stuff but in 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 real life in arlo's real life he thinks his life's kind of boring and um and not adventurous at all but he he is about to have seriously the adventure of his lifetime and he's gonna be great at it and i <laughs> i know even at the when i write my books i feel like saying to my characters now just now take it easy don't worry i'm gonna deliver a, a whole bunch of like dangerous situations to you and you're going to be pretty scared and you're going to think I can't do this but trust me you're going to be okay like I really feel like just me talk to my to my characters at the beginning of a story because I know what I'm about to put them through and that's a good story that's a great and so, story and Deb I think I need that voice in my life so. right <laughs> Danny, you've got this. I know we're about to go through some some tough times, but you're going to be okay. Oh, this is going to be my ringtone, Deb. This is now my phone ringtone forever. <laughs> because I also think no matter what I throw at my characters to, I want my kids' books to be hopeful. I yeah. want them, regardless if if there are dragons or bad guys or whatever, I, I, I want I want them to be there to prove to the kids 
that they are incredible, you know, and they're amazing and, and they will rise to this in a way that's outstanding. And I, they, they have, for me, my books have to have that kind of positive message and kind of come on, come on team, you know, we've got each other's backs. Otherwise it's too hard for me. I think I can't, I just, and I want that happy ending too. Like I do want that, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you know, that bad guy got it or, you know, or that, that little kid who thought he was nothing. He finally stood up and he made a mark and she's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, I am my character's biggest cheerleaders as well but uh yeah i do feel like i need to give them a pep talk at the beginning of a novel <laughs> i love that so much and i'm gonna need that pep talk in my life so deb might just call you up every now and then and go right i need my pep talk deb anytime you need danny i am your girl <laughs> now you're talking about process and how that really intrigues you now and it really intrigues me particularly you know, a writer of 28 mm. books and, you know, I know you've got another 28 minimum at least to go. <laughs> so how has your process changed either over time or how does it change with each book you write? Isn't that interesting? I I think just generally each book is its own yep. its own little personality. World. Yeah, it's like it's its own, yeah. And so after each book... Each book does feel different uh, and and behaves differently. Some are easier, some are harder. Some demand a different kind of process. So, for example, with this book, um, it was messy at the beginning, like they always are. But then I, I did, uh, you know, I, I do plot my books. I plot what's going to happen in each chapter. Like I'll just have a, a line or two and then I'll try and stick to that. If I think of a better idea, of course, I'll throw it away and I'll, I'll come to that better idea. But then what I did was I stuck a whole bunch of chapter cards on my wall next to my head where I write and I literally would go, oh, great, this is the chapter where the kids get kidnapped, fantastic. And what and I do that too to make sure there is like a little, like a little treat for me as a writer in each chapter. Oh, this is the chapter where they discover that secret. And so that also keeps me going. It keeps the plot moving forward, but it keeps me as a writer going, oh, excellent. Um, you know, as soon as I finish this, I'm going to go into that next exciting chapter. And I... I feel like um, it's not tricking myself into writing. It's making sure that I'm as excited as I hope the reader is going to be when they finally pick up the book. Mm, no, that's really important because when you feel like you're writing something boring, it's probably because it is going to oh, read boring. It's <laughs> boring. It's probably because it absolutely is right. <laughs> so and throw it away, stop. start again. <laughs> it's so true. And I have to say for this book, I, I worked with a an incredible critique group. Um, when lockdown was happening, I, I reached out to some friends and said, I'm lonely. I need to talk about I writing with some that. people. And, oh, and I just you run into people at festivals and schools and you, you, librarians and you talk about books a lot. And I just realized I'm not talking about books with anyone. And so rang them up and said, can we meet once a month? And can we just workshop our current mm. projects? And so we would send um, a couple of chapters, you know, in the, in that week before the meeting, we have 15 minutes each. And it, I think it's made me a better writer. I <laughs> hesitate to say that in case someone reads the book of wondrous possibilities and thinks it's terrible. But I think that they would keep me honest. You know, I'd send in two chapters knowing that I probably had a little bit of like that character got out of trouble a bit too conveniently. <laughs> and my lovely, lovely critique group would say, Deb, now we really like this idea. 
think that was a little too yeah i know i know it okay i know and so i'd go away thinking they've you know they've unmasked me they've they've called me out for being lazy i've gone away i have literally torn those chapters up thrown away most of it rewritten it and then thought now we're getting somewhere that is a better chapter so by the time i handed in my first draft it had been really kind of tussled over and it had been sort of, you know, critiqued and rewritten. So my first draft was in probably as good a shape as any first draft I've handed in. And and can I mention my critique group? Please. I, I will. Yeah. So it's uh, Tristan Banks, Annie Louise, Sarah Armstrong um, and Leon Tanner. And Gee. they are just so, talk so. About, talk about the big guns. Uber, <laughs> we call ourselves quite quite humbly you will love this quite humbly we call ourselves the uber talented critique group and uh and that's because i think they're just so uber talented and they know so much and they're kind and they're generous and they're supportive and and at some point one of us is often a bit like oh i got this rejection or the book's not quite working or i think the book's boring and the rest of us will go no we love it and that chapter's great and you get back to your desk and you believe in yourself go and so and it's been really lovely and then when someone's had good news we we're like yay that's great news and we're all you know but we haven't managed to all get together yet. We've tried a few times. Two trips have been cancelled to have an in-person retreat, mm. but we've got one planned for November this year, 2022. Fingers crossed. So hopefully. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, that's it's what it's true. about, you know, yeah. and I think that's why we are such cheerleaders of each other because we know no matter how many books we write or whatever, that it's always hard and there's no guarantees in this, you know. Like in some jobs you keep doing it, you know that you're going to get better and promoted and whatever, whatever. In this yeah. industry, it's just not like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there were so many times when I think, well, that's my last book. No one's ever going to sign up anything again. <laughs> oh, well, I had a good run, you know. Yeah, that I had a good time. Nice while it lasted. Like, <laughs> I had a good time, met some lovely people. And, like, this you know, year I'll is my an accountant. anniversary year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's right, a plumber. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So um, 20 years of writing, I think. I feel like because I feel like I've just gone in and every every book I write, I feel like, oh, this is my last book. Surely no one will sign up anything else I'm going to write again. Um, but it's you are right. You're in a way you're only as good as your last book or or you'll get rejections. Oh, your last book was amazing. But they still they, maybe they don't want your new one because, you Whatever know, or, or the sales weren't as good as you hoped or. Yeah, you know, and and so I think we need each other and I think we're lucky because we've got each other mm. and and. The, this kidlit community is oh, just it's it's magnificent supportive. isn't it's it funny yeah oh my gosh and there are so many just funny smart clever really beautiful people in this world yep. and i just you know I, I i i adore it i always have uh it's very rare that you meet a grumpy kids book author or illustrator don't you reckon i reckon absolutely it is it's joyful it's supportive it's encouraging it's enthusiastic it's hopeful i mean what more could you want I don't want anything else. What more else. could you want? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything yeah. else than that. <laughs> now, I'm, nah, gonna hit I'm with a good with it as well. Absolutely. I just want to hit you with a question because I know, um, you know, this is an important question. Why is joining or being part of an organisation like Squibby or something similar, why is that so important? Oh, there are so many reasons. One, you just, you find out stuff 
that you would otherwise not know mm. um, because people talk and they'll say, oh, my editor was mentioning that their house is looking for this kind of book. And even recently someone was saying, oh, my publisher's looking for a book on, was it twins or sisters or something? And someone said, oh, yeah, I've, I've got something. And, you know, and you just you can't know that by yeah. not being amongst people who are in the industry. Yeah. And, um, and just it's fun to get together to talk about this thing you do that as much as our families and friends love us, they don't quite get it. You know, not they don't get the agony and the ecstasy. They just don't. And God love them, right? But it is a, it's a sort of ridiculous thing that we do, Danny. Like, <laughs> I mean, it is, right? You get this idea and you go, I am going to write a book. And then you spend all these hours thinking about it and planning it and coming up with these characters and it may or may not get published. And then even if it does, it may or may not sell and you may or may not make any money out of it but it's and i think that's we keep one of the doing it you, you keep we keep doing it i know i feel like that too i, I come back for more and that is partly because of the people i think it's it's like so many people who work in kid lit publishing are amazing like they're, just, they're kind and amazing and they're really hard working the, the fellow authors and illustrators the librarians and booksellers mm -hmm. you meet and then finally of course the kids there is i get i'm after i speak to a whole you know audience either a whole kind of week of kids you know i just i'm on such a high and there is an energy you get from kids and if, if a kid comes up to you and says something nice it just it's i'm you know i'm, I'm just i'm done and mm. and and recently i was launching uh, the book wonders possibilities um up in brizzy and a little boy came up to me at the end and he's 11 i think it was year five and um he said to me please keep doing what you're doing because you make people happy oh. and it took me all my strength not to oh. just kind of burst into tears oh. i mean i could have done and who would have cared but yeah. i said that is such a kind oh. thing to say thank you so much and he went yeah and just walked out about oh. it and went about his day through it <laughs> <laughs> i love that though because i don't feel like there's mm. enough compliments in the world i don't think people give enough compliments oh. you know how people think that oh you did a yeah. great job or you look nice and people don't say it enough yeah. so i've, I've made say a real it. effort to yeah. just say it don't keep it in my head it's wasted in my head say it you know if you yeah, think well, something positive or optimistic about someone you say it to them just uh, it's so true so mm. true how many little compliments boy... would you get in a in a day or a week like honestly not many yeah, right well, no but we should be getting we lots, should right? we should be getting hundreds <laughs> and thousands now, I, I think you've answered this question, Deb, but I feel compelled yes. to ask you anyway. Um, I mean, I think you've answered it through, you know, the joy you give to kids and the community that we're part of. But is there anything else you can add to why you write? Ah, oh, there is literally nothing else quite like it. Like I love my big little loves in life, are, you know, things that make me super related are like walking and going on hikes, um, being with friends, you know, being with friends on hikes, that's like ultimate for me. But there is nothing quite like when you're working on a book and these vague little amorphous kind of characters start sort of cloud forming in your head and they come to life and they become real and and you get to a point where you're writing scene and you laugh or they you write a sentence that you feel like didn't come from you it kind of came from them and um or you write a scene where something scary happens or sad and i'll be at my computer and i'll be in tears and i know what's going to happen right like i said i'm gonna i've got these kids back don't you worry um but there's nothing quite like that and and it came from nothing 
you know mm. and i i, I know I teachers he teaches sometimes stay now don't ask the author where they get their ideas from and i say oh but i authors that all the time <laughs> please ask me please ask me <laughs> I, I will that. tell you. <laughs> and I want to tell you. <laughs> that is yes. Yeah. That is still magical to me, that idea that you can be you know, wandering around the world and you suddenly have this teeny tiny kernel of an idea. And if you sit with it and you ask questions and you work it, um, it will literally just become this entire world that otherwise would not have existed. So and I know those times where I haven't sat at my desk a lot because perhaps I've been busy or book week or whatever. Um, I worry about all those moments that haven't happened because I haven't mm. given them time because that's mm. the thing too. You have to devote time yeah, to true. this um, and, and, and your attention and your focus. And when I hear people say, oh, but I'm too busy or oh, I can't fit it in, you make time and you make you make it fit in uh if it's important to you you will make it yeah, fit in exactly i think that's what we all do in life if it's important enough we we fit it in you know we will do it absolutely deb yeah. it's always such a joy yeah, yeah, to yeah. see you i mean i saw you last weekend i can't thank you enough for you know being there and being supportive and i just love you know hanging out with you and hearing about your excitement because i feel like you're the type of enthusiastic person that i just love you know enthusiastic and hopeful and Aww. we need that in the world and in in the kid lead industry which you know which is everyone Look, but <laughs> and i think I, well and i think so too and and that's why i think yeah i'm i, I want to write the kinds of books that i do that sort of you know kids up against it but ultimately they're gonna rule <laughs> they're gonna you know they're gonna come out great mm. uh and better than they ever thought so thank you so much danny and it was a thrill and a pleasure to be part of the launch of your brand new book as well i just was like yes like i was just i i couldn't i just wanted to party so hard for you it was just <laughs> thank you it's it was such kind. a delight and and again <laughs> you know it was just so yeah congratulations it's such a beautiful book thank you so much and thank you so much for your time as always bye